and running, really starting to go through his gears and he's drawing clear of the Luscombe Star Stakes, beats True Detective. Good morning everyone. We are going around the country today to bring you all the racing here on Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday morning. A big day at Rose Hill yesterday, the second day of the Scone Cup Carnival run at Rose Hill. In Brisbane, the Group 1 doomed 10,000, an upset in the Goodwood in South Australia. Ron Doversy and Lizzie Jels are here to look at it all. And Bernadette Cooper is going to join us later in the show. Yeah, exciting days racing Australia-wide. Eduardo, what a ripper horse he's been for Joe Pride and... Uh, this is story in Adelaide, this Goodwood winner, a savage to excel. Uh, mm. The story of his life is unbelievable as well. And we had a terrific program. All the talk is lost and running. Yes or no? Yes or no. <laughs> yes, it's all about lost and running. Six from seven. Um, that was probably the highlight of Sydney, wasn't it? Seeing him perform, what we as what everyone... That was his acid test. Um, he jumped over that and looks like there could be a deal done for... In May, the Everest. Well, the way John O'Shea <laughs> was talking after the race, it's, yep, we're, we're, we're right, we're in the race. I uh, think third he's... up into the Everest, he's confident that yeah. this deal's going to be done with, who, with whomever. Yeah. I Listening to this morning, he's already got one deal on the table. Right. So... You, uh, you said straight after the race, you just want to take a deep breath, go back and, and watch it yeah. and, and, and reassess. What, what did well, you come up with? Well, it's hard to read horses that just keep winning. If you want to sit back and be critical... You know, he's beat up True Detective and Dealmaker, who was half fit first up, and, 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 and he's got 53 kilos. Mm. But he's a winner. You can only win. He's got upside. You can only win. Beat what's put in front of you. And I love the way he surged the last mm. 50 metres. Very progressive horse. He's the excite, you know, the excitement. There's all this exposed form around the race. And then obviously there's the three-year-olds, that's a different kettle of fish, you need to see whether they've returned. But he is the sort of emerging sprinting star and it's just, it's going to be if someone decides to take a punt on him and, and see how he performs and if there might be, you know, little claws to get out if he doesn't perform next preparation. Well, they're, they're in the 12 contracts that are signed up, every single one of them would have to have, you'd be mad not to, mm. have a clause, a get-out clause. Oh, my, my ideal clause with a horse like Lost and Running would be if you can win the shorts or the premier, you're in. Mm. You're in. And if you don't, just give me a little bit of leverage to yes. have a second think about it. I also want, want to say, like, John O'Shea's a person that is not very... He, he will talk up his horses when it's necessary, mm. but he's... I've asked him just quietly, privately, like, you know, what do you think of him in the Everest? And he's like, he's the best sprinter I've ever trained. So I think that when he's got so much confidence in the horse and he knows that he is going to be better next preparation and he's managed him to almost keep the boom on him to get him into the race. I think the Everest has been, I think it's been the, the target right from the moment he stepped out this preparation. I think mm -hmm. he has wanted to build his profile and get him into the race and show him what he's got next preparation. The slot holders wait another week. You know, we were the, the, this boom on this Victorian Ayrton, mm -hmm. it's favourite for a Stradbroke. Maybe if he wins next week, he's in the... People are thinking about him. Mm. He might be more of a 14-miler, mm. but he's a fast one. Completely different race it's going to be this year, isn't it? Mm. Because yes. so many horses have retired. That's right. Um, John O'Shea knows what to do with a good horse. He keeps talking this horse up, and this horse on the track delivers. He's only been beaten once. But, gee, bounce back off that defeat now twice. Tommy Berry jumped aboard yesterday and was always in control. There was just half a sniff for the others for a moment. Yeah, there was. Between the 400 and the 300, I think, oh, whoops, and here even, when I thought he was going to go on with a job 11-11 here, but uh, Tommy had been kidding to them all the way. And, um, yeah, I, I, I like the way he settled. He, he just cruised. And then I love that last little bit. That was, uh, that was terrific from him. Um, He's learning all the time. I know he's, you know, he's rising five, but he's, he's, we all know he's lightly raced. He, 
he had an injury earlier in his career. Um, but you can only do uh, what, what, what he's been doing. How do we describe him? Is he a fast rolling sprinter? Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see him. We have never seen him have to chase down a horse, and that will happen if he has to go to whatever it's, there's no doubt about yeah. that. This preparation's been very much a prep where it's really seasoned him. Mm. He's been beaten once. He's, you know, he's gone to different tracks, different tra mm. uh, different types of um, surfaces. He's been, he's been managed. He looks as though he can get a bit um, nervous and excited sometimes. But they've, you know, popped the earmuffs on pre-race to keep him settled. I think they've. It's been a big educational preparation, and he's picked up four wins along the way. Mm. So, it's. I think next prep, as I just said, he's going to be even more seasoned. I'm not saying he's going to be better, but he's going to be more seasoned, which is going to be able, maybe he is going to be able to take a sit. What have you noticed? What Physically, what do you notice Well, he's, he's very big and strong, and he's extremely powerful. I mean, if you cast your memory back to the trials when we were doing the trials early for the early autumn. He was one of the star trial performers. He was much later on. He wasn't a highlight trial, but you, I saw him out the back walking around and you know, quickly ran over to John and said, Who is, who's that again? He said, lost and running. And he said, you know, the sort of wink and yeah. this is his <clears> horse. <throat> yeah, you could see he really liked him. And I followed him closely from there on in. And physically, very strong. Um, very powerful looking horse, being given plenty of time. You know, I think he's a little bit difficult to manage, like a lot of sprinters are, but he's been managed well and they know a lot about him. The positives probably outweigh the negatives because wet, dry, mm -hmm. takes positions, loves Ramwick. And there's no real negative say, oh, if it rains, he's in trouble. Mm. Or, mm. Uh, and know. he's 1,300 as well yesterday, which is probably a, a good asset to have. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's hear from the trainer. Here's John O'Shea. Easy bit for him is being here. It's, it's what goes on at home, and they just done a wonderful job to continually prepare him to, to run so well. What's the future now? Oh look, oh, he's got a tremendous record, hasn't he? You know, and um, you know, to be fair, he probably should be unbeaten. So um, he'd definitely be in the paddock on Monday, and then we we would like to sort of secure a position in the Everest with the view that we could concentrated on preparing him for that race so we'd had some lovely overtures before the race I don't think he's disappointed anyone today and historically speaking if you win this race you usually run well in an Everest irrespective of the form so um, he ticks a lot of boxes he gets through wet ground takes a position loves Ramwick so um, he's the progressive horse on the way up so no need to go into too much but there's more than one lot of interest in him for the Everest yeah yeah and so um, we just sort of sit down, let the death settle, and, and see if they come back on Monday. You know, yeah. And uh, they, if they were suitably impressed by what they saw, well, uh, there might be an opportunity to, to, to stitch him up, and then we can all concentrate on the job at hand. I loved him. He was there for me. Every, everything I asked him to do, he, he abided and, and um, settled for me really well, which is something he didn't do quite well in the past. So he's obviously matured a lot, this preparation. and. Um, James and uh, John and his team have done a great job with him. I've, I'm just the beneficiary today. I, I wrote him in a piece of work on Tuesday. I was very confident then. And um, I think the, the soft ground really took away his brilliance today. But I really like that last 100 metres when he sort of got his toe into the ground. He, he, he put him away quite nicely. He won four races on the day, Tommy Berry. He was expected to ride well yesterday. He was $1.25 in the Jockeys Challenge at the start of the day. Four on top. Yep, uh, that's what punters love. Put them on four or five favourites, they, they win on them, and they're happy with you. We'll get to his last winner of the day, um, which topped off the four. Let's go to South Australia. Now, I was in Darwin last year, and a lot of people wanted to tell you this was the horse to beat in the Darwin Cup. The Darwin Cup! Yeah. <laughs> two, on dirt, 2,000 two metres. Now he's won a Group 1 Goodwood. It is incredible um, how, how resilient this horse is. You know, he's had 28 starts, 16 wins and only three placings. He's a dead set winner. Mm. And um, he just railed up behind them there and obviously Tony and Calvin have worked out, OK, let's try and just train him like a sprinter. And boy, oh boy, uh, has he reacted. No fluke in that performance. He'd, he'd won the Mackay before this, looking good and he's just loving life uh, over the short courses. She's a really good filly instant celebrity. I thought Gitra did more than enough. It's very hard to win 
a good would first up after a decent spell. So mm. I, I, I want to be very forgiving for him and he'll improve off that. But uh, what a ripper horse that winner is. He's been from Alice Springs up from, with Will Savage up to Gary Clark in Darwin. Yep. He went across and ran in a Fred Best Classic in Brisbane. Yep. He's gone back and forward from the Alice to Darwin, the Alice to Darwin, and now <laughs> to a Group 1 Goodwood. It, it's, it's the most incredible story of the day. I think he's booked a ticket to Queensland, I read, as well. Well, so why not? That's why they're heading up there. Yeah. OK. Well, he'll add a lot of in interest the way he's going, I can tell you that much. We are going to get, of course, to uh, Eduardo later in the show when Bernadette Cooper joins us to look at the Doom and 10,000 Day. And interestingly, yesterday, Lost and Running was the big firmer. He was, I think at best, $26 not so long ago, 21 yesterday into 13. Eduardo didn't move, and he didn't need to because he was expected to win that 10,000 yesterday as an odds-on favourite. Well, so was Lost and Running. You know, he was $1.40. Mm. He was odds-on favourite. Um, I think it's typical of the what we do when they win, you firm them. I'm surprised Eduardo, you know, he wins a group one weight for age and doesn't firm. Mm. 1,200. Hey? 1,200. Yeah, he won a tw yeah, 1,200. Um, and we can talk about Eduardo later, but lost and running wins more or less a handicap, 53 kilos, and he... He he's comes got, in. He's got the, the buzz. He's got the... Yeah, he, <laughs> Everyone's yeah, he's, talking he's, he's about it. He's a longer him. price too, so they, yeah. they yeah. were going to trim him trim up him all up, the time. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of uh, Rose Hill Gardens yesterday. Uh, plenty more features to look at. All right, second race on the program yesterday was a listed race for the two-year-old fillies. This is the Woodland Stakes, and it was uh, John Thompson's extreme time with Brenton Abdullah in the saddle. Yeah, nice filly. Um, looks untapped. Uh, got the right run. You know, it was, yeah, it was probably down that probably lanes four, five, six, seven, eight there on, on yesterday, and uh, that's where most of the winners come from. But she, she rallied good. She's inexperienced. I think John's got a a very uh, good opinion of her. And I, I thought she, the second filly was um, a real tough effort there. Hashima, 58 kilos, and been up forever, and just just continued to fight. So she's held her form really good. Shahonka's a, a nice filly with talent, winning, winning verse, did a good job. Uh, favor, uh, I want to give Headliner another chance on a dry track, and Lizzie thought there was improvement to come from the yard there. So I'm not giving up on Headliner. I think she's a dry tracker because that's twice she's uh, been a bit common uh, on soft tracks. I thought Sonnet Star did a great job. She's probably better on top of the ground, but mm. also hit the line well, just peaked that last 50 metres. But yeah. I think, yeah, looking at the horse that will improve, it's definitely a horse like Headliner. Mm. Uh, let's hear from John Thompson and Brenton Abdullah. After her, um, I think she's a very promising filly. Uh, I said that to Brenton before he rode her at Canterbury. And um, you know, she got the job done there. You know, a little bit green in front, but today she's you know showed that she can come from behind as well. So from a wide draw, but uh, I think she's got a very bright future. I'll have a talk to the owners, obviously, and have a make a decision on race day. But I, I would give her a freshen up, bring her back for the three-year-old uh, filly series in the spring. She's a lovely filly. She gave me a great feel first up, and uh, I was confident she'd run well here when the when the saw she got the barrier draws a little bit. Down in the dumps, you know where she'd get to, but um, full credit to JT. He had a very, very much ready to go and um, basically left it with me, so we were able to ride her a bit quieter, give her a bit more education, and she, she out toughed the, the other filly of Annabelle's only because she's probably 12 on her back to 11. Joe Pride's day started well and it just got better. Here is Ballistic Lover blowing them away. This, I think this was the run of the day. Yeah, this was by far the run of the day for me. She mightn't have been the best horse to win on the day, but I tell you what, it was the best performance of the day. She burnt. She absolutely burnt early. She had the 58 giving all the field weight. She kept running, running, running. Uh, she's run... We had three or four 1,100-metre races yesterday. She's run faster time than the older horses. And this was just incredible. Um, a bold display. Um, majestic shot. Well, she'd only she'd been beaten for the first time at a previous start. She proved that wasn't her form because she was excellent there yesterday. Nags to wrist. Rich's good effort to get some black type. Um, so early in her career, 
I thought there was a couple of good runs in that race. There was uh, Mr Vinham. She, uh, she was first up. She covered ground and did enough. Keep an eye on her wherever she goes, whether it's back to Melbourne or not. Uh, that little Kiwi, ex-Kiwi, 100 to 1 chance key up mm. on the inside there, worst part of the track, uh, she might have something to offer in Sydney. Um, convinced the favourite newsreader is an absolute duffer in the wet. I heard a round of applause break out after 100 metres. <laughs> they've gone 100 metres, Darren's calling the race, and all of a sudden this round of applause. It was when she found the front. Yep, it was yep. the owners going the earliest of early crows. And that never, ever works mm, out. Never <laughs> works yeah. out. Well, I, works spoke to you. I actually yeah. did hear that myself. Yeah. They must have been spread all they over were. the place. They were. Joe must have said, if this gets to the front, they won't be. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think that was the, the risk that they were going to take was... I, she would have been a lot shorter in the market if she hadn't drawn off oh, the no track. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, unfortunately for Regan, his momentum's just going to be halted for a little bit. He incurred a suspension in that race from the 25th of March... Uh, sorry, April? April? Until... No, no May, May. Until the 3rd of June. It's May. Wow. Uh, <laughs> here's Regan. Very worried about the barrier, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of speed and a lot of pressure inside of us, but... Because she's got such great gate speed and her first 100 metres is really, you know, really positive and um, we're able to get across quite nicely. Um, I give her a breather for maybe a furlong and a half and just cut a litter into the straight and she relished those conditions today and um, come back and looked at the replay. I didn't realise how one she won by so it was a really good tough win and I think she's still on the up too. There's going to be better races in store for her. Obviously went to Doom and, and won a listed race there. Um, she's still a little bit quirky, a little bit new and a little bit immature. She looks around at everything so I think once the penny drops she's going to be a nice little sprinter. Let's go to uh, the $300,000 English guineas for the English sale graduates. Uh, this is Midland. Yeah, it might be a nice horse. Lizzie found him at good odds. Um, a good ride, nice horse, lovely payday. They paid a lot of money for him. I think he was a $550,000 um, top the sale. It's a classic sale, I think, this horse. And the making of him has been gelding him because he's three for three as a gelding now. And I thought it was a pretty well a comprehensive win there. Uh, Nikki's fling, she's genuine, she's tough, she tries hard. I thought Exaboom was outstanding, and nothing went right for him. He, I think we're going to see more of him. Just give him a dig at the start, didn't happen. He over raced, no cover the whole way, and he did a good job to finish as uh, close as he did. Media star guess was pretty good down the outside there, up in class, and. I would have to say probably the disappointment of the day, a prime star. He got a heavy bump at the start that Tommy was trying to make an excuse, might have knocked the wind out of him because he wasn't the same horse after that, but I think we'll assess him after next time. But on paper, disappointing is Yeah, they had a, a veterinary exam and there was nothing wrong with him, but Tommy did put it down to, and the, the footage backed it up, put it down to him getting that really big bump that why he just didn't feel his action was right after that. Excellent day for uh, Brenton Abdullah having won the Woodlands. Uh, and also the Guineas. But firstly, here's Chris Lees. We made the, the decision to geld him um, at the end of last preparation. He's come back a really good horse, and um, uh, I think we're going to have a bit of fun with him. Okay, so going forward, you think this horse can improve again? Yeah, look, he was on trial at the trip today. You know, he came off a 1100 metre win, midweek 1100 metre win. So to take that next step today is um, certainly encouraging. Got a lovely ride from Brenton from the gate. He, he took his time to get across and he travelled like a winner a long way from home. Full credit goes obviously Chris and the team at home. Um, he's progressively just getting better. They obviously took the chance to cut him there a couple of preps ago and he was winning out wide and um, first up I felt like he won well but was still holding back on me. And then he, he won well the other day and the other day his attitude was really good and today it was even better. So he's starting to work out this racing game and um, yeah, he's, he's, it's good because he's, he's got a great attitude, so he's working with you and um, the results are speaking for himself. And he's a great type as well. Strength-wise, he's got a lot of um, strength and scope for the future, you would suspect. For sure. You only have to see who's in the ownership group. They don't buy bad horses, so um, he's a lovely horse. And like I said, now he's um, maturity starting to catch up. You know, he's getting a, bit, a lot, lot smarter in the head and uh, putting things together and um, lovely to get another win with him. There's nothing wrong with going grey. And Albumen... Is getting wider, Ronnie. Yep, he certainly is, and he's going. He's going grey gracefully. He certainly is. Just he's like winning. Ronnie. It's look us old greys. 
We may be getting greyer and whiter, but we can still have our day in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, the other, and the other famous line from Ron Duffy, when someone mentions his height is... What is it? Small people, Small people are going to rule the world, you the know. Little people are going to rule the world. <laughs> and this this is a ripper horse. He is a ripper. He was really going well. He had a, had a flat preparation a couple of preps back, but last prep he had no luck in some good races and he's running the wrong tracks. So he's not regarded as a wet tracker. So Just sort of threw a cat amongst the pigeons when you thought this horse doesn't go, really does, rarely goes a yard in a wet track. Mm. And he was able to perform on a wet track yesterday, which tells me that he can go in a wet track if he wants to go in a wet track. You're questioning his... <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a bit How of a thinker. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of greys, I know. OK. But he was very good there yeah. yesterday. Look, I thought those three favourites all eyeballed themselves. They all were worried about themselves too much. So they were sitting shots for the, the horses that took the sit behind them. But good luck to him, Albumen. He's been a great little stable horse. OK, we'll come back and uh, talk more about him in a moment. But firstly, here's Sterling Alexia. He's better on top of the ground. And I just finished finish telling Luke Price in the trainer's room if this was a good four or a good five. You know, I, I think he'd be really hard to beat. So, no, it's, it's good. The owners have been really patient with us and let him place us where we want to. And, um, you know, he's been, been a really good, solid horse in the stable. Yeah, I was pretty pleased to have the ride until I found out that uh, Selling's daughter, Maya, she, um, her, her favourite jockey's Jay Ford, and this is her favourite horse. And she, she had a big meltdown and a throwdown when she found out I was on it and Jay wasn't. So um, I think you've got to change who your favourite jockey is, Maya. I think uh, I'm number one. Number one. Now, little Maya, who comes to the races quite a bit, she wasn't there yesterday. No, she wasn't. Well, yeah. it's Maya about. I, I, oh, I don't oh. want to upset her. Is she? She's Maya would oh, be about five. About five. Yeah, yeah. about five. She's Four. a character. She yeah, knows she the knows horses. all the horses, mm -hmm. and that is Albumin is her favourite horse. Jay Ford is her favourite jockey, mm -hmm. and they. Um, she cries every time <laughs> it gets beaten, <laughs> and unfortunately, yesterday it was a bit. It was very cold, and she ended up going home. But she got plenty of shout outs. But I just want to let Tommy Berry know. I had a phone hook up with Maya last night, and you are definitely her second favourite. Second favourite. <laughs> now, also too, Tommy was warned before that race. Watch him, because he might drop you. Because he dropped Jay Ford there going back oh, 12 months ago. I think got a few he tricks. was warned a few times. Yeah, yeah. and he forgot. <laughs> yes. And he almost he almost got rid of Tommy coming back. It was yeah. a little sidestep. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he, he whips round yeah. and then he takes off. Yeah. And he, he said... He knows the only, how to beat Yeah, them. he said the only reason I stayed on was because he, he said I was hanging out of the side and all I could see was Jay Ford laughing at me because he told <laughs> me. Right. It's so. your job in the next month to get a little interview with Mike. Yes, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah, I think she would... She is a star of the future. Mm. All right. Um, I think we're going to take another break. We are. When we come back, more to come at Rose Hill. All right, back to the first tab highway. Uh, Cameron Crockett, he thinks it might have been his third highway success yesterday, Cameron. Uh, don't forget, Monica, winning the country-trained horse race. Yeah, Rhys Jones, his first Saturday City winner, and, boy, he was, uh, he was a perfect ride. He got away from the 100 to 1 chance on the fence there. He got the, the right part of the track early in the day. It was an astute claim uh, by Cameron to bring this mare down to 51 kilos, and she... She really reacted well. Uh, she was excellent. Uh, tipping point. Well, there's more upside to come. He's gradually getting there. He's got. He's probably got more upside than most of that field. Perfect pitch did her thing. Uh, runs another place after looming. Cecilia. She was good because she was 12 to 1500, and that will toughen her up for next time. Probably, maybe another try at the 1500. But she won, and she won with authority there. She fit mare in form. Great ride, no weight, got all the all the brakes on the right day. It's always interesting with these highways. I find that if they run well in a highway, if oh, they're mm -hmm. unlucky in their previous one mm -hmm. or two weeks earlier, they generally go on and back up the form and win or run really well in the next one that they're face up in. I've learnt to admire that as well. We'll give it an extra tick. I think it's been proven. It's been proven away, all the way through. And I think we're looking out for... For, we're always looking out for more young talent, and there's no doubt about this kid. Yeah, he's, yeah. Really good. yeah he's, he's on his way. He's, mm. um, um, 
He's ridden a lot of winners in the country now, yeah. and it won't be long before he is a, especially from this day onwards over winter, Yes, he's going to be a permanent fixture Wednesday, Saturday for sure. Yeah, he's, he's quite a shy is, young yeah. man, but he has definitely, I remember speaking to him after he rode his first Metropolitan winner on a Wednesday, and I just said, you just need to speak up a little bit, and he speaks, now he's really speaking up, and he's having a bit of practice, and I think that he's one that his riding will do all the talking. Mm. He's, yes. He's... He's a, he's a, I think he's one of the better apprentices we've got in Sydney at the moment. Yep. Here's Cameron Crockett and Rhys Jones. Actually, last night um, I saw a photo from the Scone Race Club of the staff after Sharetti won, all jumping around, hugging each other like we won a Group 1. So when um, stables are going good, I think that's a big part of it. So I have to thank everyone at home because everyone's working really hard and everyone's doing their job fantastic. And this mare rewarded yet again. Um, that's three from ten. Yes, yeah, probably first preparation on face value for what we expected of her was a bit disappointing, but she just took a while to find her feet, get a balance, get confidence. And the last couple of runs have been super. I thought she probably should have won last week. A uh, lot of bad luck. Reese sort of, when he started past the 600 moving out, I could see he had a lap full of horse, and I said, don't tell me this is about to happen again. But once he got out, uh, he gave her a peach. So he, he's, he's a great rider. I have to thank him in, for that. He's um, done a lot of good things for me, Reese. so... He's got a good future as well as a horse. Mr Crockett's got her in a fine condition, turned her out and presented her in a really great order today. But, you know, she was ready to rock and roll and as soon as those gates opened, she lobbed into a, a more positive spot for me from that good gate and she travelled enormous. Were you and ever worried about her sort of getting in behind them? No, no, not at all. She, once I got in behind them, she travelled well, but she switched off for me too. But um, I was just waiting for those gaps to come and they came and once she got in, a bit of a clear run, she really put them away. Uh, let's move on to Achiever now. Chris Waller, he's going to have uh, plenty of firepower in this Queensland derby. This horse added his name to the mix. Yeah, look, he, he's just a fit horse. He went out hard enough to be left alone and put them all uh, in the pain barrier, and that's exactly what it was. He's just come down to his fitness, his durability, and he, I think he loves to lead. And um, I thought Lakeem had him here, and... I think a, lot, a few people say, oh, never again, Lakeen. I think he's one to follow now, if he stays in Sydney over the winter months because he's 38 days between runs there and it just felt him out where the other horse was rock hard coming out of a group race and all that. So It's also very hard to catch horses like Achiever who are in their own comfort zone and they're running the right sectionals. It's hard to get past them when you're sitting just off them and that's exactly how that race panned out. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he'd been in the pack of plate and we thought he knew was going to pinch that when he kicked away on the point of the turn. So I think they learnt to say, well, he, he likes to lead. Yeah. And he... Well, Cathy he, he, O'Hara won on him at, at, on the Kensington track and she led all the way on him and that was his first win back this preparation. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a good, honest horse. And I want to follow the second horse. And I want, I want to say, um, I was happy to see him win because Denise Martin has had a bad couple of months. She lost her father a couple of months ago and her mother died on Mother's Day last yes. Sunday. And uh, she's had a tough time and uh, uh, we all f felt for her and, and hopefully that picks her up that yeah. win yesterday. Yeah. the tonic she needs. She yeah. was overcome with emotion yesterday after the race but she had a lot of very happy owners uh, with her. Mm. But it was the right win at the right time for Denise and here's Chris Waller and it was uh, one of four for Tommy. Had a little chuckle with Darren Beeman in the trainer's room. Um, uh, it was good to always get, or good to get the upper hand, that's for sure. And you've got a good dolphin horse chasing you. It's had the run of the race. Um, I was certainly worried at the 200, but um, it was good to see Achiever fight. And yeah, it's, it's a it's a notable win. Denise has had a tough week. She's lost her mum, and uh, yeah, she's so proud of her parents. And she's lost them both in the last year. And uh, she's everybody's mum. But when you lose your mum itself, uh, it's pretty tough. So well done, Denise, and we love you, and thanks for your support. Well, she's over there supporting everyone else, yeah. <laughs> like she usually does. Can you see a nice future for Achiever? Uh, well, he'll run in the Derby in Queensland in two weeks' time. That's the plan. And um, look, he's come of age since we've been racing him on pace, and he put up a good performance last start at the end of the carnival, and he's duly won a nice race today. He got into a really nice rhythm the other day. It was a good performance last start, but he just travelled that too, touch too keen and that told in the end. But today he switched off beautifully in conditions, as you said, that he loves. And he was just too strong from later. I love that fight that he showed the last 100 to beat off the second horse. It was a good quality for him to show. This is definitely his time of year. And these two last runs, oh, I'm sure, are going to give him a lot of confidence. And um, 
he's not always going to get it his own way in front, but the way he relaxed today, he'd be great taking a sit, and he's just, uh, I think he's starting to hit form at the right time of year for him. I'm a true star by Shelby, being joined out wide by Artiro and Dungasson through the centre, hallowed sun the fence, Artiro the widest has hit the front and Artiro's come from nowhere, Artiro wins from a photo, Miss Milton, hallowed sun, they're in the straight, Asiago up to Margie B, Electric Girl came at them, so did on the outside, Jen Rules and here comes Rocker Clock starting to thunder down the outside with Missile Mantra, they unwind together, 150 to go, Rocker Clock's hit the lead from Missile Mantra, reel him in Ruby's gone up on the fence, it's Rocker Clock in front holding Missile Mantra and Rocker Clock beat Missile Mantra 2.50 to run, it is Tory Joy and Royal Celebration being joined out wide by Lurmy in looks like Elvis trying to go with Lurmy in and Batega got up on the inside 100 to go, Lurmy in has burst to the front from looks like Elvis who can't stay with him and Lurmy in is drawing away to win the Scone Cup, Lurmy in too strong for looks like Elvis, order again Rattled home and ran third, followed by Tory Joy. Lormy in winning the uh, Scone Cup in front of a very big crowd up there for the, uh, well, the first day, day two, back at Rose Hill. Uh, here's more racing, Dream Circle, winning for David Payne uh, at Big Odds. Yeah, um, Big Odds. Probably, in retrospect, no big shock because he's a, a proven fresh horse as a rule and uh, I just thought maybe the 1100, you know, the old 1100 Rose Hill factor may just stop him finishing off like this but he got the speed that he wanted up front, got the run through and left the others with no excuses whatsoever. Uh, Hulk was good, he was slow out and in saying that he was presented at the right time to win, just found the winner too tough. Uh, Bellucci Babe was her stiffest test to date and I thought she'd come through that with flying colours. I'm following Snow Zone. He was just a little bit fresh um, with improvement to come and, and probably on the wrong part of the track. I think he's, he's one to follow as far as being if he's placed right in the near future. Yep. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, David Payne and Jean Van Overmeer. Just ride him quiet and uh, he'll be running on strongly. The pace certainly suited. Yeah, well, you're always you, going to get that yeah, too. Yeah, you, you, you're going to get that, that that speed. But he's a tough horse, Greg. Each prep he gets a bit better. Yep. You know, he's a very late maturer. So just keep aiming him at the the right races, yeah, Dave. That, that's it. Just go through through the grades. So I was happy with the, with the strong tempo. Um, when he was back last, I wasn't really really concerned where we were. Purely off his trial, how how well he finished in his trial. Um, and obviously we need luck and that came today for the gaps to open and he burst through. It bodes well for his preparation ahead? Oh, for sure. I think he's only going to also get better with, uh, the further he gets out in distance. Um, but he feels like a, a horse in a great frame of mind and he's obviously going well. Nice horse wins the last count to Rupee for Robert and Luke Price. There's no doubt about it. They've got the best stable they've ever had and this has been a concentrated effort. To, to get a better stable, to get better stock, and it's paying dividends. Look what they've had with Jamea, yep. uh, who's done such a great job, and um, and now this horse who's going through the grades. Nice horse, you know he he's improving all the time. I think he's still obviously he's still working out what it's all about. When he gets here and was going to put him away, he didn't know how to do it. He wanted to lay all over the test there, but job done in the finish. But you won't want to be making mistakes when you're going through classes, uh, doing little things wrong like that. Napoleon Sol Solo was. It's the best effort we've seen from him in a while. Uh, Zing, encouraging first up, should do well over winter. And Oscar Zulu should have finished much, much, much closer. Um, whether he would have won, I doubt, I don't know. But uh, the winner, yep, he run to his price. And just, well, he's got to straighten himself up a bit. He's, uh, you don't want to, you don't win... You lose a lot of races doing things wrong like that. Yeah, he just there's probably just a bit to work with with him. I think even in the yard, he was a bit excitable and a bit fresh in between runs. And I just think there's a bit to work with with him. Yeah. He's he's very much untapped. Cathy uh, O'Hara incurred a suspension, so she's out from the 23rd of the fifth to the fourth of the sixth. So the last of the day brought up four for Berry. Here's Luke Price and Tommy. Done a few little things wrong up the straight there. Look, it's only its night start today, the horse. First time on a gluey track like that today. Um, he's, a, he's a better chaser, so maybe he's just got to the front, had a good look around, and 
sort of switched off, half switched off, which he, he can do that at track work. You, if you can put him to bed at track work, which he does most of the time, he can switch off quite easily. So, look, um, very exciting for the stable still. Look, it's not a trait you'd like to see in a horse. He, he hasn't done that before, uh, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. I did improve my position quite quick coming to the corner, and, and, he, and he improved for me so well. I probably got there a little bit early on him, but I'd... I thought he was good enough to do that, and um, he was second up 1400. So he felt the pinch a little late, but as I said, that little, you know, that trait that he had then, hopefully it doesn't become a consistent thing he does. All right, that was uh, Sydney yesterday. After a break, Bernadette Cooper will join us live from Brisbane. Tap Dubin 10,000. Wait for it. Ready to go. They're off. Eduardo breaks well, going to the early lead. Splintex began nicely, as did Wild Ruler. They'll keep Eduardo a little bit honest early. He's using some petrol. Now he crosses and leads. Coming across from out wide, showing good early speed, was Grav as they drive up to the first bend. A few lengths away came Trekkie. He lands midfield. Over on the outside of Vega, one about midfield on the fence. Followed then by Wild Planet. Embrace me, getting a long way back with the Herovian. Kingswell Dream and Panino as last of all. 700 left to run. Eduardo steadied in Leads three quarters to graph up nice and handy. Splintex third the box seat. First 634.87. Fourth the outside. Wild Ruler. He's in an ideal trailing position. Then came Vega. One over on the inside of Trekking. Sixth at the turn. Then Wild Planet. The Herovian. Embrace me. Kingswell Dream and Panino. Eduardo flattens for home in front. 300 left to run. He hasn't released the brakes as yet. Splintex tries to come after him gamely. Graf gone. Trekking runs on. Then Vega one and Wild Ruler. Eduardo's in front. It's going to be no good thing here. Trekking's running on Gamely. Eduardo's still the leader. He's flat out. Trekking can't reach him as yet. Eduardo hanging on. Hanging on. Eduardo won. Wild Planet jumped out of the ground. Got second. Photo third. Trekking or Vega won. The Herovian not far away. Splintex couldn't come on. Then Kings. Well, Eduardo has won the Dooman 10,000. Joe Pride did it many years ago with Red Oog. And he's done it again. And he was up there yesterday enjoying it all with a horse that he is just in love with. And Bernadette Cooper was there to soak in all of the action. It was a, a great 10,000, Bernie. Yeah, good morning, guys. Nice to be joining you. It really was a terrific 10,000. Obviously, Eduardo was the headline act of the day. And it had proved, a, you know, the 10,000 had proved a graveyard in recent years for favourites. In fact, he is the shortest prize favourite, I think, ever. Uh, to win the Doom and 10,000. So even though Joey Pride says it was an afterthought to come to Queensland with this horse, I think everybody was very, very happy to see him win. He's obviously really special to the family there as well. Well, he recovered uh, because after the TJ Smith, we spoke to him later that afternoon and he said this horse, he was just gassed. He was absolutely gassed. Like he'd had enough and he was going out for a, a decent break, but he's, um, he's come back quickly. I think... Um just trying to read between the lines. I think Joe took offence, you know, saying he's not a 1,200-metre point and he, horse and he's desperate thinking he's a, an Everest horse and he could well be. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to prove a point. Yeah, I think he's uh, with him, he's making... He's doing exactly what John's doing with his horse. He's talking his horse up before you, he prepares him for an Everest. I think to prepare them for an Everest, they need to be prepared right from the start. They need to have the slot and they're in the race. Horses like Eduardo, they, they go off very quickly. They put so much into their races, as you can see, and they don't last a prolonged preparation. So hopefully he's going to get snapped up because I think he's a worthy contender. He's ticked mm. the 1,200-metre box. He's Group 1 winner at 1,200 metres. He's beaten horses like Nature Strip. I know he's not the glamour horse, but he deserves mm. a slot. And that's right, Bernie. When he beat Nature Strip and he fought so hard to get past that, uh, that champion sprinter, you knew when those other horses were launching at him, he was going to find something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, tactically, it was really interesting. They did run the first 600 faster than the final 600. And I, I suppose most people perhaps weren't expecting Graf 
um, to be up there. But even a couple of horses underneath him, you know, made him work to get to that spot. Um, it was interesting, Nash's comment to me post-race was, it was a really lonely feeling at the 200 metre mark because they were all launching, um, obviously trekking, Vega 1 further, uh, Wild Planet and the Herovian right to the outside. So you definitely didn't want this race to be any further, but he's so admirable given that this was right at the end of his prep. You mentioned what a hard prep he had had racing the best sprinters in the land in Sydney. So he certainly did deserve it, didn't he? Well, he talks his horses up, Joe Pride, so um, they've got to win. <laughs> he's a good judge though he I love sure listening is. to him he sure is a good form student yeah, love listening to him and so he's very, his son he's very very <laughs> bullish with his tactics too if he mm. wants to lead on one he lets everyone know and he bluffs them out of it <laughs> I'm not taking one of Joe's on <laughs> here is Joe Pride and Nashville Willer you got it in one give me the relief yeah so much pressure this week you know all my group ones have been Double figures. I think Eduardo was the shortest one so far, and he was about seven dollars when he won the Galaxy. So immense pressure. I got sick of hearing, or sorry, listening to that question. Do you feel any pressure? Of course you feel bloody pressure. What else are you going to be feeling at that point? Um, great horse. Got the job done here today as a bit of an afterthought coming up to Brisbane, but that's you know testament to the quality that he has. And um, yeah, just really seem really happy to see him obviously get that done. He's just so brave, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a real fighter. You know, it's not often you see horses with that much speed have that much fight. But he was. I said to I said to Brave and Kylie at about the 200. I think, oh, I'm a bit worried because I, I particularly sort of my eye caught trekking. Um, but he's he's a bulldog and he, he kept fighting. The horse has done an amazing job. He's beaten Nature Strip fresh up. One of the toughest win you'd ever see. Um, probably too good for him in the Galaxy, obviously the other day felt defeat for the first time against all the best sprinters and um, he, I just felt today he come here and done it on just raw heart, you know, they had him at the 100 and he pulled a neck out when we needed it, you know, he was amazing. So Joe and the Connections will be sweating on getting a slot in the Everest uh, and he's a $15 chance for the big one in October. Uh, the other horses... Uh, in a fortnight, the Kingsford Smith Cup, another Group 1, 1,300 metres at Eagle Farm. And there is that market. And beyond that, the Stradbroke, where that horse you were mentioning earlier, Duff Ayrton, uh, $3.50 and a jump out to Savatiano and also trekking. By the way, uh, Josh Fleming wasn't calling at that meeting yesterday, and he had very good reason. Uh, his wife, Gabby, went into labour uh, Saturday morning, maybe Friday night, but she uh, delivered a beautiful baby boy at 10.45 on Saturday night. He's Jackson Carter Fleming. Good luck. 4.615 kilos. Yeah, might be a jockey. Bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Four point, he was a big boy. Congratulations, big boy. Josh and Gabby. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Let's go to the uh, Rough Habit Plate. And uh, I watched all of your post-race coverage here, uh, Bernie, about the win of this 100-to-1 pop. <laughs> yeah, it really was extraordinary. And it's funny because Will Holbert has been spruiking this horse to everyone for the past six months. So um, it was really emotional, I think, for locals to see this horse win and win in such dominant fashion. Look, the race was run at a fairly slow tempo. It was definitely a sprint home. And there's uh, the favourite, Senor Toba, uh, right to the outside. I think the funniest comment to come out of this race was uh, one of James McDonald's. I think he said, Chris Waller had half the field and couldn't have a pacemaker. <laughs> and that was always going to be a worry uh, for the favourite, this tight turn track and if that if they ran quite um, you know at a steady pace which was, was how it panned out uh, but this guy has been unlucky I don't know whether you follow uh, much of the, the Queensland news but there was a um, a period a little while ago where Will got into big trouble for giving a jockey a spray on this horse uh, at the Sunshine Coast which gave everybody a bit, bit of a giggle but he was right this horse has just been looking for a journey he's certainly not bred to run a journey um, he's by Nakoni um, there might be a splash of middle distance in the mare's side but physically to look at he has a lovely stayers physique he's got good length and it's onwards and upwards uh, to the derby but I still think the run of the grey horse was probably um, a peak and probably one of the best runs in the race. Agree. Agree. Uh, they, I, I wanted to see him do it again, Senior Toba, and I think 
That's a lovely derby trail. Cookerach is ready to win as well. I'm not ruling him out. Uh, here is Will Holbert and Michael Rod. Told anyone that'll listen for the last six months he's a derby horse, so <laughs> that's where we're going. And what were your thoughts through the race? I was surprised how easy he, he got over there. He just cruised over and, uh, yeah, pretty happy and running. He just switched off beautifully. I galloped him here Tuesday morning and I was really surprised with the way he worked. He just come up by himself, but was very sharp for a big horse like him. Um, obviously going to 2000 was a plus. He'd drawn a sticky barrier. The plan was to go back, but he just began so well. So I just rolled with him and it's the most relaxed he's been. The blinkers have come off and he just floated around. And before the turn, I thought, if he lives up to his work, they won't run him down. And that's what he did. He changed legs in the straight and just took off. And obviously very strong through the line. They didn't go that hard, but um, going to 2400 is going to suit him. I've known well since I was a kid up here, you know, so um, we've been out and about and seen the best and the worst of each other, that's for sure. So this is a real buzz to win for Will. Um, I've won, you know, races like this before and you don't get the same feeling. So I know how hard he works. And since I've been back here, I've, everything I've written for him is either won or placed. You know, he's a really good young trainer. Um, him and his dad, sorry. Uh, but um, no, it's just, it's a good buzz. You know, any time a Queensland horse wins over the carnival, it's nice. Well, bring in Explosive Jack. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> bring in Explosive Jack. You forgot about Jack, I the Derby King. Now, yeah. Bernie, remind me, because it's been a long 12 months, there was no Derby or Oaks last year, was there? Uh, no, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, we still had the Stratty, but everything else took a yes. shorten. So we're back. We've got a great, great Derby coming up. Great Derby. Terrific. Uh, with that horse and uh, all going well, he is going to try and win his fourth derby, Explosive Jack. Reloaded. He's only won, uh, uh, going into yesterday, one race, and that was two years ago. And uh, McDonald took off about six or 700 metres from home and Reloaded did the rest. Bernie? Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? We wanted to break out the streamers. It really was worth a party uh, watching Reloaded win. He's been incredibly frustrating. This again was, uh, you know, a slowly run race and, and really lacked tempo. J-Mac summed this up beautifully coming to the 600 and took off on, on Reloaded. Something that a lot of the jockeys here in Queensland are a little bit scared to do on Wallace horses. Um, but that was the winning move and obviously um, the the, the local horse, the old chap, right or wrong, he's a rising 10-year-old, gave a great kick. I think the race was run far too slowly for a horse like Fabric, um, but she'll keep for another day. All right, uh, here's another uh, long stretch of outs that was broken yesterday. Warning hadn't won since the Victoria Derby victory, uh, and he was back in the winner's list yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Um, and had to come all the way from last. He gets on the back of So You Win as they come to the outside. Jimmy Byrne, um, you know, was you know quite forward in saying that when they sprinted, he was just left completely flat-footed, which is what they had told him, the Freedmans, be wary of that. So he needed every bit of that straight. It was great to see the Candyman uh, back in the placing. So You Win was good, um, but warning, you mentioned that he hadn't won a race since the derby, which is true, but you, when you look at his form, he was a length of very, very elegant in the Turnbull um, and only five lengths off in the Caulfield Cup. So he did bring superior form, didn't he? Well, can't Robert Heathcote find a nice one? This horse uh, won a Sunshine Coast uh, maiden on the 9th of May and the next minute he's winning a Group 2 Spirit of Boom Classic and how appropriate, Bernie. So appropriate uh, that a Spirit of Boom would win this renamed race. Of course, the Champagne Stakes, now the Spirit of Boom Classic. Yeah, a really nice-looking animal. It was the first time I had seen him um, in the yard yesterday, and he's actually bigger than most of the Spirit of Boom two-year-olds that I've ever uh, looked over, that's for sure. He's out of a Red Dazzler mare, so he's sort of got a bit of the bulk of the Red Dazzler and a bit of the height there as well. But he always, always travelled like the winner in this race. Um, there were a few disappointments. Appointments. Obviously, Giannis was, was the favourite. Um, and Lizzie, you're familiar with this horse. He's a big, rangy guy that looks like he's got a tonne of growing to do. And 1,200 probably wasn't quite um, up his alley. Uh, Tiger of Malay was back and wide and had a difficult uh, trip, but looks on song to go 1,400. Uh, but this guy, it's going to be interesting because, as you mentioned, it was just six days between his maiden and, and group win. Um, and he's, So he went 1,000 at his first start. He went 1,200 yesterday. He's looking to go into the size at 1,400 and the JJ at a mile. So it is an arduous task for him, but it'd be very interesting to see if he can live up to that. 
And Barbie got the money in the bright shadow. Now, the backstory to this okay. is Tony Golan, what was the quote? Go out there. He told James, just do what you want. Go out there and pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, no instructions. Don't know where you're going to be from the alley. Just do whatever you want, whatever feels right. Just wing it and pull a rabbit out of the hat. So even though she was three deep the trip, um, she was back in grade, as you know, a lot. She's raced in very high-quality races throughout her career, and everybody was very thrilled to see Barbie win yesterday. Um, Steph Thornton getting every inch out of intrepidacious there as well, but Barbie was just too good. A great day for the Queenslanders. A great day for the Queenslanders. Yep. Barbie gets yes. up. Yep. <laughs> what a champion rider McDonald is. When I'm reloaded, now back Barbie on the same <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's how good a jockey he That's is. That's how good he is. Uh, Bernie's got his eye in. Now, next week, Doombin Cup. Yeah, really excited for the Doombin Cup. Obviously, we see Zaki after his Hollandale win. Um, we've got um, Kieran Marshorse, the Dragon A. Uh, what else have we got? I'm trying to think. Magatu, Magatu. So it is real. This carnival is is really good this year. We saw the best Hollandale Stakes day uh, two Saturdays ago. Doombin was great yesterday with the headline act, Eduardo, and a few, well, plenty of big guns arriving for Doombin Cup next week. Well, you deserve it because uh, last year was just a wipe, unfortunately, with all those feature races going by the wayside. We hope it continues and we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it, guys. I expect a late note as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's it. We've run out of time. Yep. Looking forward to next yeah, week. Next uh, week will be good. It's so That's a really exciting Doobin Cup. Incredible. I think we can see some better two-year-olds in the next couple of weeks up there as well. No doubt. Mm. A million dollar size they've got up there now. Mm. Music's playing. Music's playing. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend.